fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is there. Cobra Commander with an ultimatum for the United States. Cobra now possesses a weapon that makes us invincible. We call our device DT Pod, a real American podcast. Observe this little demonstration. All right. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Smash Hit Podcast. I'm just going to go on a limb and say we're a smash hit. We are DT Pod. We rate and review episodes of the 80s cartoon G.I. Joe, a real American hero. I am your host. My name is Bob. Hi. How are you? I hope you're listening, and I hope you like the, the pod, and I apologize for being a couple days late but it happens from time to time. I am joined by a very, very wonderful cast of characters. I will start in the order that you joined the chat from the great state of Michigan. We have our good friend, Dino. Hello, Dino. How's it going? Doing wonderful, sir. From the state of Virginia, more precisely in Virginia Beach, we have... Keith. Hello, Keith. How's it going, Bobby? Wonderful, wonderful. And from the state of Virginia, but he lives in Norge or wherever the hell. He lives in that weird gray Norge. He lives in that weird gray area between like Newport News and Richmond, Virginia. That weird stretch of land that's like dark country. Yeah, that's gas stations that are that close at ten o'clock at night. (laughs) Williamsburg was the capital of the Virginia for a little while. No, I thought it was Jamestown. No, 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 he's right. Williamsburg was indeed the capital of Virginia. I'm an engineering major. What do I know? Just for a little while. In like the 1700s, and that's what he still <laughs> that's what he still holds it on to, ladies and gentlemen. He's our resident GI Joe expert. His name is Keith. Hello, Keith. America. Hey, yo. All right. <laughs> So today we are reviewing the last episode of the mini-series. This was, I guess, the mini-plot, if you will, like the uh, mini-pilot before the actual series kicked off. It is called A Stake in the Serpent's Heart. This is it. This is for all the marbles here. This is the end of the mass device, um, I guess, arc. And I have to say, it couldn't come a moment too soon. (laughs) <laughs> but it ended well uh, after five episodes a little slow spots it ended really well yeah this was a really good episode i have to agree with you uh virginia beach keith this episode ended pretty well uh the way the episode starts is you have the shuttlecraft that destro is piloting is spinning out of control uh because uh scarlet shot the arrow with her foot at the controls and uh, so the plane is going to crash. Oh, shit, we're going to crash into this motherfucker. So they're, <laughs> they're going to wreck. But She's like, if you're taking me, I'm, I'm taking you with me. Hell, yeah, they don't like each other. But, like, I feel at this part here, there's this weird sexual tension between the two of them. Like, I think they should bang. That's just my opinion. Between Scarlet and Destro, they should bang. I'll she polished that. his silver head. Yes, it was looking ex- exceptionally shiny this episode. Yes, and he did have the. He did, I will say he did have the Hitler stash. The Hitler stash oh. is in full effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, somehow, some way, these two lovebirds managed to put the sexual tension aside because it's definitely there. And, she has uh, a pet name for him already. Hammer. Yeah, she does. She hammer has hands. A, hammer hands. It's like I'm a hammer yo twat. <laughs> Gently. Gently. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we have to tear some stuff. 
Yeah, hammer hands. That is good. I noticed that. Yeah, she she had a, she was not very nice to Destro. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know why she would be. I mean, he did kidnap her and then like, <laughs> tie her up and tie her up. You know, so I guess I guess she deserves to call him weird names. But I mean, it's. Yeah, I found it weird that she was so quick to save Destro because she was like, oh, we'll take the plane out of the block. If she really cared about the mission, she would have went down for the team, if you catch my drift. She would have mm-hmm. sacrificed Ooh. herself and let her and Destro die. Pretty much. But it didn't happen that way, which is nice because Scarlet's a good character. She's, you know, she's fun to have around. She's full of spunk. She is full of spunk. <laughs> I bet she is after being taught about Destro. And <laughs> <laughs> Snake Eyes. And yeah. Rid of the Rain. Oh, are are you are you saying she's the GI Joe uh, lady? She she gets around. I mean, she might be the well, smurf out of the Joes. <laughs> they haven't introduced Lady J yet, so okay. Yeah, but they got Cover Girl to, to take some uh, to take some heat off her. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so they're a tag team. Is that what we're saying? I would, but I mean, exactly. Cover Girl's kind of no good to anybody. Like, I don't know what purpose she really serves. I'm still trying to figure that part out. Like. I, I don't know. Catapulting don't, gas bombs. Yeah, that's it. And we haven't seen her since, so I don't think she did too good of a job. Maybe she mm-hmm. got kicked out of GI Joe, or maybe she got like a disease and died. She was, for t- she she was on that tank in the fourth episode. Yeah, she was in the. Yeah, she was driving the tank. That's right. Without permission, she probably got busted. Yeah, she got sent down to like. Uh, You're in Pound Town. You're going to take it from everybody. <laughs> 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 That's a punishment. quickly. Town, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> town. I've never heard it quite put so. It's a clam jam in here. We, we can always rely on Dean to have you know the most finesse with his words. Uh, he, he turned, it was it was awesome, Dean, because you turned into Roadblock because you're rhyming too. <laughs> So yes, so um, together Scarlet and Destro managed to work together and they pull the ship out of a nosedive and they bring it into Cobra Castle. And, and, and I will say Destro's lines in these scenes are so well written and awesome. Like he's so evil and maniacal, but like he speaks in that tone that, that like Dr. Doom speaks, speaks in that really elegant dialogue. Like I never thought I'd be so excited to see such a confounded catastrophe, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's a very good comparison. I never thought about it, but it hits it right on the nose. Yeah, like, he, to quote Slim Pickens in Blazing Saddles, he uses his tongue prettier than a $5 whore. <laughs> like, he really does. <laughs> it is awesome. Like, his just, presence commands, you know, he, everybody looks at him when he's talking. Yeah, he's great. Like, he's got that voice. Because I was listening to his voice because I watched the episode a couple times. He's almost got, like, a um, like a Darth Vader sound, if that makes sense. Which would yeah. make sense because this came out in 83. He's got, like, a Darth Vader sound to his voice almost. The whole episode had a very Star Wars. And I'm noticing because I, men- I think I mentioned it a few episodes back. This, this whole miniseries has a very Star Warsy vibe to it. From the yeah, back to tank to the walking to the flashback scenes. They put Duke in the back of the tank so he could remember where the the Cobra base was. Yes. And that still didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It was some stupid ring. So, yeah, so so they get to the castle, and I have to say right off the bat, Baroness is the first person to greet Destro, and she's just a gossipy bitch. She's like, well... (laughs) You never guess what Cobra Commander was doing while you were gone. 
<laughs> yeah, and then Desco gets mad about it, and then he says, well, I'm going to do the same damn thing. Threaten New York. He's like, well, you know, you know what he was doing? He did this, and then he used a mass device, and he ate your chips that had your name on them, Destro, and he was not being very nice to you. He said all kinds of mean stuff about you, and you couldn't wait to hear what he said about your, about your mama, and he just turned the whole thing into like a sewing circle. It was ridiculous. Baroness is gossipy. But, but when she started whispering in his ear, it sounded like she was slobbering in his ear. It was the worst <laughs> audio ever. I don't know who recorded it. <laughs> Pretty much. A raspberry right in his ear. What, what, what I wonder is all these dudes had guns, and um, Scarlet not only like overtook a few guys, she took a gun from a guy. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot that part. That's a good, good mention, Keith. Hell? Are these dude, all these people idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that's, in control here? That's all. I did. I forgot that part. That's right. Because once they dropped it, because you think Destro would have like, oh, I don't know, like handcuffed her. Right? I mean, like he had her tied up in the in the vehicle. You think he would have like kept that streak going, but he just let her kick a couple Cobra's asses. Well, you got to remember, like three Joes took down the entire aircraft full of Cobra soldiers. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, scaling wise, it's about right. Yeah. But she yeah. was like, "What a tiresome tigress!" <laughs> <laughs> Go away. But I love, I love that they well. I don't know if it comes now, but they they basically throw her in a dungeon and like basically boot her down like three flights of stone steps. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Keith, I, was you, I was doing some research on this, and I heard there was actually going to be like a little side arc where she was pregnant, but then they threw her down the stairs and magically. Oh, no. <laughs> wow! Can, can we confirm that at all, or no? I don't know. We'll yeah, have to ch- we'll have to check that. But yeah, he was like Destro's love child, Joe Witch. But we, I mean, I don't even know how we can go back to uh, Destro turning on Cobra Commander after that joke. But <laughs> that's what happened. Destro says he's going to take control of Cobra, uh, and he crushes the Cobra medallion in his uh, in his hands, and then he throws uh, it at Destro's he, head. Though it like what? knocks him down. Yeah, he's got that cobra-headed staff that he crushed. Yeah, it, yeah. But, but then he and, and Cobra Commander's wearing that big old pink cape and carrying his pimp cane. He was ready to go out and troll some. Some honeys. Yeah, it was. Daddy this, was picking up business. This whole scene was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was just completely preposterous. From the second day, <laughs> his s's were particularly uh, pronounced. This episode. Did anyone else notice that, or was that just me? No, he was popping the messes, Jack. They were good. They were good. <laughs> they were good. That's how I work the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. In full, full, uh, full uniform this time, but uh, he he backed down really quickly to, to well, Destro. I mean, Destro. I mean, they clearly make there's a big size difference in the two dudes, and like Destro's kind of a badass. Like, it, yeah. there are no two bones about it. Like, uh, Destro is in this for world domination, and I think Cobra Commander is just oh, like a bored rich kid almost. He's the namesake. Yeah. That's all he That's really all is. is. Like he's he's he signs the checks, and Destro is into this world domination thing. Where Cobra, I think Cobra Commander just wants to be liked. I think <laughs> you know, I don't really know what his motivation is, but with Destro, it's clear. Like he wants to dominate the world. It's pretty awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's always been a running thing was that if if she, if Cobra had worked together as a team, I guess that's most evil villain mm-hmm. groups. Yes. They just work together, they would totally dominate the 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 heroes. Yeah, there's there are too many chiefs and not enough Indians with uh mm-hmm. with Cobra. With good aim. Yes, no, with good aim. But then like <laughs> like like uh Norge Keith said they took Scarlet and they threw her down like 10 flights of stairs, stone stairs, mind you. <laughs> And she lands down in the bottom of this pit, and then all of a sudden she's attacked by the slave girl, Selena. Selena attacks her, and she's like, I, I'm not going to tell you a thing. And then they start tussling, and then after a little bit of kung fu, they realize that they're on the same team because... She sees Duke's cock ring. She sees Duke's C-ring. <laughs> and, and, and you know she's got to be thinking, if I run into one more chick that has one of these goddamn rings... <laughs> left a trail all over the place yes. everywhere yes, he is the sam malone of uh of gi no, he's, joe men he's the riker <laughs> yeah he's gonna be slaying all of them duke <laughs> is the riker of this the, I, I swear because even snake eyes wants him yeah it's he just, awesome he just needs the beard look baby i really got to get out of here but uh to remember me take this ring then I'm gonna blow up your space station. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I love you. Trust me. Trust me. I'll be back. Scarlet for call. Scarlet's very, um, I guess, open to him handing out rings. Well, I mean, she knows the deal, man. She knows that like he's gonna play around. He's gonna have his side chick, but like he's she's the main squeeze. You know, so what I mean? he's the James Brown of Joe. Is that yes. what? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's just going to bounce around from chick to chick, but he's always going to end up back with Scarlet's his bottom bitch, I guess. I think this was my favorite part of the whole entire episode because like um, Scarlet sits down on that wooden box and goes, all right, well, I don't think, I don't think he'd want to sit in this out. And then she chops a hole in this box. <laughs> and then, <laughs> kicks a table over. Yeah, it's like, um, uh, he wants you to destroy furniture. Like that's what he wants to happen. <laughs> That's how they displayed girl power in the 80s. They broke wooden furniture. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah, yeah. Let's break some furniture. Yep. We're going to remodel this room. That'll, that'll show our Cobra slave masters. We're not taking this anymore. We demand new furniture. Get us to an Ikea. I lo- hey, 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 hey. I love Ikea now. Ikea's great. I'm, sit- I'm sitting in an Ikea chair as we speak. <laughs> I'm propping my feet up on an Ikea desk. <laughs> Only took you a month to put it together. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Stephanie, put Stephanie put it together. <laughs> so then, yes. So then we have uh, Scarlet's with Selena. We got that part, yada, yada, yada. She sees cut the, to the helicarrier. Yeah, we cut to the helicarrier, and there are just waves and waves and waves and waves and waves of dudes. That that they have kind of uh, that they've kind of busted, and they have they basically have the entire Cobra army in their midst. So I don't and really less than a dozen Joes just kind of standing around there. <laughs> yeah, we did this. I don't see how they're really going to come back from this, but I guess Cobra is is upset because no one is taking him seriously. So he's just going to start killing everybody. Like that's the one thing a- I noticed that with this one, they. they and it's, I don't know if anyone did a tally on this. They start yelling yo Joe a lot in this episode. Well, and this is the beginning of it. But they <laughs> did this more than like – this episode alone had more than the previous four episodes combined, I think. <laughs> and, the, and the animation on this one, go back and watch it if you're, if you're paying attention to it. Their hands in, 
in cheering with the yo Joe looks like a giant circle jerk. <laughs> really awkward. Yeah, exactly, Keith. It's like, yo Joe. I can't tell if they're milking cows or doing a circle jerk. Either way. They're the Bushwhackers from WWF. <laughs> it's really super awkward. Look, they, they, they do a good job. They do they, a good job. Yes. G.I. Joe circle jerk. This And this is a, a I guess, rain thing and also is the color changes yes color changes like duke's shirt in the flashback i guess we'll talk about in a second his shirt changes um break uh, breaker's beard goes goes to to uh yellow like uh rock rock and roll's beard it's weird it's like breaker or rock and roll i don't know they're definitely on the mood there are definitely inconsistencies in the in the animation, but I mean overall, it's not bad. I think the voice acting is total shit because it's essentially just like like one guy just doing really. Hey, um, can you do a southern guy? Yeah, sure, I guess. We that's how we're doing it today. And then can you do a New York guy? Yeah, sure, over here. It's it's, it's all really bad voice acting. But maybe we're just spoiled at this point with the cartoons because the voice acting has gotten so so good. Yeah. And this is essentially a pilot episode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they're getting their grant, their footing. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So we have um, gung ho. They have all their dudes. Uh, they have their own mass device because, like I said, they needed to blow up the the meteorite. But no, now GI Joe has the meteorite, and they now have their own mass device. So they need to get everything going. So Cobra's going to shoot their mass device, and GI Joe shoots their mass device, and the mass device hits each other in space, and we everybody's happy. So crossing the streams of Ghostbusters. Quite a dick measuring contest. Instead of finding a way to stop the big weapon, they just build their own. We're going to fight fire with fire. Yeah, that's how it works, man. Star Wars, man. Reagan. Yeah. Reagan Star Wars, man. Just blow the missiles in the sky. But you think, like, with the two lasers hitting each other in the sky, there would have been, like, a really big fucking explosion or something devastating, but they just kind of cancel each other out. It was really weird. Nuclear fallout, (laughs) something happens. Gung Ho was like, come on, beam, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Blow up the earth. I like how they were nice and color coordinated, though. Joe's were red. Cobra was blue. Yes, that's how you know. Nice and easy. That's how you know. That's how you know. But yeah, so then I guess uh, where are we then? Now we're now this is the part where we're having um, slave rebellion. You can't go wrong with a good slave rebellion. The. Scarlett and Selena here are, are essentially playing Nat Turner, and they're going to free some slaves and kick some ass. But unfortunately, uh, where are we here? Yeah, so they're chained to the wall to keep them doing anything, and yada, yada, yada. So they got all that going on, and we get, we get a little bit more into the character of the, the big, mean, scary Cobra guy, the slave. And he's like, I'm going to kick the shit out of all these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm a nine foot tall Conan. I'm going to throw ATVs with two guys on it all around. It's awesome. You see this cup? This cup is Cobra. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, it's only it's only a plastic cup. Like, I'm not. I can do that. Like, what does that mean? Like, like, come on. I I need more than that. (laughs) Them chains you got attached to your arms. Let's see you do some of those. Yeah, break the chains. Impress me here. You're crushing a cup. Big fucking deal. But they so they do this uh, on Duke, like they're gonna try and figure it because he still can't remember where the base is. So they throw him in a Baca tank. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did anyone else notice? And I played this back like four or five times just to make sure I wasn't 
you know, going crazy at the point of watching this. There's a bit of a sound error, and it goes back to talking about the voice acting, how horrible it is. Instead of saying, let your thoughts flow freely, I think he has a problem with those Fs, and I would have swore he said, let your farts flow freely. <laughs> I legit watched it four times, and I swear he said farts flow freely. Well, I have to check that. I think you heard what you wanted to hear on that one, Keith. Quite possibly. Quite possibly, but I wanted to throw it out to the group, get some feedback. I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that. But yeah, this part is awesome because like you're going through Duke's like childhood and like I love the voiceover from uh, the black doctor who's like, Cobra hates everything about you and, and America. <laughs> like it's so like unnecessarily patriotic. It's awesome. Yo Joe. Yo Joe. It's more indoctrinating than Cobra is. It really is, man. And like they're showing him doing like all of his is athletics like all kinds of shit at, at y university i don't like he, he's wearing this sweatshirt that just says a giant y is it supposed to be yale or I what think i think it's it's either yale or yonkers or okay or yo university it's yo joe university i'll go with that a very prestigious school yo joe university <laughs> <laughs> then, he's got, then he's got like the VCR. He's like, okay, now pause it. Now go back a little bit. Track it. Track it. You're out of focus. Okay. And move forward at half speed. Yeah. Put on an extended play. <laughs> and then he's like, it's your ring. It has special electronic characteristics. Yeah. Well, after they're all talking about Selena, oh, I'd never forget a bass like that. That like they all turn into like it's it's. This is the most realistic aspect because they all turn into military dudes at that point. Like hell yeah, I think she's four, and that's even better. Go Duke, yeah, Duker, (laughs) Duker in the butt. (laughs) He puts his leg up on something. Yeah, but, but you think like. But the thing is, this Captain is why you, you, know, you know the ring is bullshit because he doesn't remember giving it to her because he's not missing it because he's got like a whole pocket full and that he just hands out to all the honeys. That's a fair assessment. You know? That makes sense. But like, And then they, well, that ring is magic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that ring will tell us exactly where the castle is. The <laughs> super-duper spy ring. Yeah, you got that from drinking the team, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the Lucky Charms box. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can use a mass device to <laughs> so drop them in on it. Right there there yeah. you go. And so they use the mass device, and there they are right outside of the Cobra Mountain Castle. Dun, dun, dun. And this is where the episode, I have to say, this is where the episode really starts picking up because the battle scene, I guess, at the end of this is really awesome because you have two battle scenes. You have the slave rebellion on the outside and then the battle uh, on the inside. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening here, man. It's, it's very cool. The action's pretty fast. They break out. I mean, every G.I. Joe toy imaginable is seen in this battle scene. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Even stuff you would never see, like a hovering four-man Cobra, Spider-Tank? I don't even no, know. It almost looked like like a, like a UFO because it had the weird lights on it and like the four guys. Yeah, it was like some weird Cobra UFO disco ball thing. Maybe they just use it for patrols, like, you know, just to hang out and go around the base or something. And they were like, oh, shit, let's attack. Those are the only dudes that I suspect may have died in the episode because <laughs> that thing was going straight down. Like, you never saw them land. Everybody else fell in a moat or you know had a no didn't he, uh, one of the spider tanks got hit by lava 
the cauldron yes, of lava. Yes, 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 which I thought was cool because they have all these super cool, like, high-tech devices, and they're going, like, like <laughs> medieval ages oh. on them, just <laughs> dumping hot lava on them. Where the hell did they get the lava? That's what I want to know. <laughs> He's like, well, it is a castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I and mean, the arrow, like, where's the arrows? And Bring them to the murder hole. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, too, because, I mean, they, they really did break out all the devices, and even the stupid ones, like the, the weird spider leg things that you put a tank on and it climbed up a mountain. Like, that was really awesome. Well, that and the snake eyes had the gliders. Yes, the gliders. Lightning struck and the jets came out of the sky. Yes, lightning struck was there too. <laughs> My favorite part, though, I think, too, is you had Guy, uh, the black dude. What's his name? Keith? Stalker. You had Stalker. Who or was- Doc. Doc. No, we've, we've introduced two now. Yes. <laughs> I, I so, think- so you don't know which one it is, Keith. That's what you're saying. They all look like? <laughs> yes, Whoa. essentially. <laughs> but you had, you had Stalker who was sitting in a tank who is shooting a rifle while sitting in a tank. Why not just shoot the fucking tank guns, you <laughs> moron? Like, All the spider tanks are doing that. It's like, why not? Yeah, use your tank weapons. Why are you shooting a rifle, you stupid idiot? Like, this is very poor planning. They're like, if we could just get up this mountain. <laughs> I think the problem is with just fake. The phase on top of the mountain, yes, but I think the problem is, too, they only bought a certain number of tank shells, so they have to save them for really special occasions. So it's like, okay, look, once we get up the wall, then we have like four of them, and we'll shoot the holes in the wall with the tank shells, but until then, nah, 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 only special occasions use the tank shells, that's it, that's it. It's like the it's like the fine china or whatever at your mom's house. You can only break it out on like Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> Every other day, it's paper plates. Now, Keith, how many of those were all were toys? All of them. All of them were toys. Even the spider Everything. tank. I don't think the Except spider the tanks. Spider. No, the the tanks themselves were real. Like they were even motorized. I never had one, but they were like remote control. But uh, yeah, the the spider attachment is definitely uh, whoever drew this cartoon. But I will say the spider attachment looked pretty badass. Yeah. And then you try to think of how it would work. It would it would <laughs> like it wouldn't work. Because yeah, Duke Duke was going up the like the, the rock wall essentially, shooting cables into it, but he kept shooting like anchors into the cables, and I'm trying to figure out how the spider tanks jumped from cable to cable. Yeah, I didn't get that anchored either. a few times. I didn't get that either. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I do like the fact that G.I. Joe has and completely abuses rocket pack technology. Yeah. Like, it's, everybody's got a fucking rocket pack, which is just badass. I blame Boba Fett. Yes, Boba Fett and the Rocketeer. Like everybody, everybody this else. was well before the Rocketeer, though. Rocketeer wasn't until the 90s, I thought. No, yeah, that's com- like 93 or 94. Yeah, but that was the film. The comic came out way before that. Okay. Yeah, and the Rocketeer comic, if you haven't read it, is really, really good. Yeah, and they started up a new one too. Yeah, yeah, too off topic. The original one. It doesn't matter. The original one, though, uh, I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it and drew it. But it Dan. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I, I got the anthology from uh, from the local library here in Cincinnati, and it was fantastic. Yep. I would Looks like it came out in '82. Uh, there you so, go. Yeah, I mean, this is Rocketeer time. Yeah, so I would definitely. So I guess in the '80s, man, rocket packs were hot. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
G had evil Knievels trying to do new shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, this is my problem with rocket packs, and uh, got to suspend some, you know, belief, of course. But how come no one's ass or back of the legs ever get burned? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, not a problem. <laughs> No. <laughs> One strong fart and you're blown off course. <laughs> <laughs> what made? I wish everybody could have seen that. What made the gag was Dean's hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird snake motion with his hand. Flying off like a spent balloon. So yeah, so you've got the the, the slave rebellion inside, and GI Joe is scaling the walls, and the shit is hit the fan, and but you got to give it. You have to give it to Destro because he is still going to kill all these motherfuckers because he's literally dragging uh, Colonel Flag. He's like, all right, well, I got to kill you guys. So he's dragging them to like the death room because there has to be a death room, I guess. So he's got to drag them there and he's going to eat. And he keeps saying, I'm going to kill you, which is pretty hardcore for like a, an 80s <laughs> kid cartoon. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I love how upset he got after he forced them all to talk to their respective countries and say that Cobra was taking over. And then he's complaining like, this one wants to take a debate about it. And this one wants to choose special <laughs> yeah. elections. Welcome to bureaucracy, dude. What were you expecting? Yeah, he was not pleased about that. Red tape ruins everything. It clearly does. And it, it's, it's interesting, too, because as much as he wants to take over the world, you think he would have some basic knowledge of like civics and how it works. Like, all right, if I'm going to take over this country, I need to know their political system, but he has no idea. He was just going in blind. Yeah. He just goes by force and intimidation and think that's going to cover everything. They're just going to go. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. But then Cobra Commander comes out with his giant robot since oh, bureaucracy those, isn't working. <laughs> those things were badass. Because Cobra, because they're just passing the buck back and forth. Like, Destro's abandoned us, and he's not going to help. But I, Cobra Commander, have the answers. And it's just a giant robot. And he breaks out his little video game toy. And <laughs> that like, one remote <laughs> controls them all. The controls, the controls them he's, all. He's got, the, he's got the universal remote. It's awesome. Yeah. The giant Atari controller. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, Cobra Commander is just kind of Kim Jong-un, who's like this hardcore video game addict, apparently. And that's all he is. He's just some video game kid. Playing who's inherited the money and the, you know, the family namesake to try to take over the world. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, so he breaks out his, his giant Cobra robots, which are kind of badass. Yeah. They're badass. Yeah, they are super cool. Were, were they a toy? Not at all. Damn. Lost opportunity, Hasbro. Big lost opportunity. So he's doing... What I noticed, though, is like Snake Eyes is running around, and his his gun apparently sounds like an AK-47, which I thought that, that, you know, everybody's shooting lasers, but his is like... (laughs) I was like, what the hell? And Gung Ho's does the same thing a little later, but I'm like, do they have like special... Special sounds on there. You know, Laser technology back. was in its infancy, Keith, and this okay. is just what they sounded like at the time. <laughs> was Lasers like, in the eighties. But but Duke is like, how are we going to stop these things? What what do you got for us, <laughs> Snake Eyes? And he busts out a like a rocket launcher with uh, metal detector grenades. Yeah, he shoots them up and they explode, and all of a sudden they attach to all the different little snake robots. And those then- things were badass. Badass, but but also a little dose ex machina or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. uh, 
they could have used this at any time at any given point <laughs> and solved <laughs> it, it, all the problems. Oh yeah, but I mean, if you think about the whole, I mean, the whole episode kind of breaks down because once um, I guess GI Joe is kind of taking control of the base. Uh, you have, which I thought this was rather interesting too, because you just had G.I. Joe sneaking up on Cobra guys who weren't really doing much of anything. They're just kind of hanging out like, oh shit, here's G.I. Joe. I didn't know that happened. What's going on? They start running the other way. It was a lot of, it was a lot of G.I. Joe chasing Cobra. But once Destro knows that it's over, he takes the mass device and points it at the center of the earth. And it's just like, I'm just going to blow up the earth and I'll see you guys later. Why not do that from the beginning? Your threats would seem so much cooler if you could just go, hey, look, I can blow up the whole planet. You better give me what I want. That's the quick way to cut through the bureaucracy. Yeah, but then they could call his bluff, and then he'd be forced to destroy the planet. And then what? what is there left to rule? Nothing. Yeah, because Cobra <laughs> Commander even said that, too. He's like, you're going to blow yourself up, too. And, but Destro didn't, Destro didn't care. He's like, cool, whatever. I'll see you later. <laughs> he let the door shut. Yeah, he, was no, like, he mocks yeah. himself. He mocks uh, Cobra Commander. Well, I guess as you would say, so long. Runs off. And he's gone. I was like, well, where is he going if the plane is blowing up? He but, only, but only he knows, which is, <laughs> which is pretty badass. He's like, look, I'm going to blow up this whole planet. I don't give a shit, whatever. That's I got a metal for this planet called Krypton. I'm going to go hang out there. <laughs> they be awesome. Or like how Keith's answer was, I got a metal head. Like, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. Hammer hands. <laughs> I bang them out one at a time. <laughs> then all of a sudden, um, uh, I guess the rest of them show up and see what's happening. And Cobra Commander folds like Superman on laundry day. It's like help us, help us, help us. And they, <laughs> and they turn off. They turn off the mass device, and everybody's happy. Sneaking out in a basket. <laughs> yeah, just, I like how everybody was congratulating Duke before and snake eyes like puts his arm on him that awkward slow touch yeah i was mm-hmm. like where'd that come from and then at the end of this they are like the three of them like put their hands together they're all like yay yay we did it's it just, it was weird like we're all all three of us are standing in in front of each other holding each other's hands <laughs> because gi joe manages to capture the baroness and cobra commander and major blood they're all taken in um, Cobra Commander tries to sneak out in a very poor disguise. <laughs> like it's just, I mean, a basket and a hand-me-down cape. Yes, I mean, <laughs> you could have come up with something a little bit cooler than that, but it was literally you were just carrying a basket. You had all your same, <laughs> yeah. you had all your same Cobra Commander clothes on. If you wanted, <laughs> yeah. if you really wanted to, you know, escape, you would have taken your fucking giant reflective helmet off, you dope. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just a migrant worker. I don't. I was just making peaches. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> He's on a work visa. He wasn't. He was just here. He's trying to make it big for his family. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Yeah. So like, I was the master of death from Shogun Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> So then they get the commander and they take him all the way, but only Destro man- Destro manages to escape. Then he swears. Then he swears back. Which which in the in the every other iteration of Cobra, I mean this uh, cartoon, it goes. It's GI Joe against Cobra the enemy fighting to save the day. But in this, it's it's GI Joe against Cobra and Destro. Well, Destro just, I mean, he he deserves, I mean, he, he deserves top billing. I always thought Destro was cool and he, he's the only one that manages to escape. So 
That's right. So after this, I guess he takes a second, uh, you know, he's a seat behind Cobra Commander, but he's, you know, if they all just worked together, they would have won. That's right. So if you're, if you want to take over the earth and you, and you're listening to this podcast, all you have to do is just put aside your differences and you can win. Staff meeting. Staff meeting. (laughs) So then they're finally figuring everything out, and uh, Breaker combines a little bit of the mass elements they have left with Cobras in order to send the Eiffel Tower back to Paris, but he thinks it's (laughs) in London. He thinks it's in London. Because in order to get in G.I. Joe, you don't need to know anything about geography or landmarks. So he puts the Eiffel Tower in London, <laughs> and then somehow they manage to put the Eiffel Tower on like a scaffolding and 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 tow it away. To send it down the Thames. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> How does this work? I would just sink right to the bottom and sit there. Like, yeah, we're just going to put it. Uh, yeah, so somehow they managed to put it on a barge. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's garbage now. Yep. <laughs> and they're going to send it to Paris. And everybody's happy. And that's the end of the actual first run of G.I. Joe. Dun, dun, dun. I love, I mean, as this episode, I mean, for me, this episode was really enjoyable. Like there's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of silliness. There's some cool looking stuff. I really enjoyed it, man. Like I thought it was good. It, it, it finishes nicely. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Dang, I'm right behind you. Three and a half. Um, it's not as good as the last episode, but it did finish finish well for everybody. See, I was going to go four and a half. I mean, I've only seen these five. I don't know what's coming up. So maybe we do a little spoiler or something. But of the five I've seen so far, this is one of the better ones. Four there and a half go. for me. All right, four and a half. What about, what about you, Dino? I'm splitting the difference and going four. There you go. I like it. So everybody liked the episode. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I think this podcast is enjoyable. I like doing it. I hope you like listening to it. Tell your friends, if you know any G.I. Joe fans, to give it a listen. And uh, and yeah, that's it. And so the next time we start, hopefully we'll be on our uh, DTPod.com and we'll be actually on our own little uh on our own little feed and whatnot. So yeah, man. So I hope everybody enjoy themselves. I enjoy doing the podcast with you fellas, so thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, fun. Fun. A lot of fun. No problem. Good. I'm glad you guys liked it. And uh, again, um, make sure you download it and rate us on iTunes and the whole nine yards, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yo, Joe. <laughs> Yo. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. You're listening to DT Pod, a real American podcast. <laughs> Get there. Oh.